0: Another is that I uh, would would sketch out kind of motifs. I I, I like individual sort of sketches I've done of um, like Botany Bay, um, um, or even just illustrative looking designs. I'll perhaps do lots and lots of those, and then I will piece those together into a pattern.
1: Hi, I'm Beth Beesky, the founder of More Time to Design and your host of the Design Dialogues podcast. I've been a designer for the last 12 years and I've run my own studio for five and I know how hard it is to run a successful business. You not only need to be great at designing, but you need to be great at all the other things as well. I created More Time to Design, a software platform to help designers run efficient studios, and I've created the Design Dialogue podcast to help us all learn together. Each week, we will meet professionals who are at the top of their game doing things that help us run our studios. We'll have conversations with social media managers, interior design mentors, copywriters, stylists, photographers, suppliers, and also designers who have been in the game for a long time and who have such a wealth of knowledge to share. I hope that each week you feel inspired and informed at the end of each of our design dialogues. So join me for the Design Dialogue podcast. Welcome to episode 20 of the Design Dialogues podcast. This week I am talking with Adam Jones from Quirkus & Co. I loved this dialogue with Adam. I learnt so much about how a wallpaper company works and the process that Adam goes through for all of his collections. It was such a joy to hear from Adam who is a true craftsman. This episode is the second in our two-part series talking to both Kate Nixon and Adam about their new collaboration of wallpapers and fabrics. If you haven't heard my chat with Kate in last week's episode, make sure to go and check it out. If you haven't already seen the beautiful collaboration from Kate and Adam, please do go and check it out on the socials or in the flesh at the Elliot Clark showrooms around Australia. One thing that I did also want to call out is Adam and Quercus & Co were victims of the dreaded Instagram uh, account being shut down just a few months ago. And I know it would mean the world to Adam and the team at Quercus & Co if you could go and give them a follow over on their Instagram account. I know many of you will have been through this or have friends who have been through this. I have been through this personally with my Instagram account being shut down for no particular reason about 12 months ago. And it is so frustrating. So, yeah, I'd really love it if you could go and show Adam and the team some support by just going and following their Instagram account. You will, of course, get to see some of their beautiful designs and your feed will be full of inspiration. Also as always if you are enjoying the podcast I would love for you to leave a review. Reviews are one of the best ways for people to find the podcast. If you are unsure of how to leave a review I will put in the show notes some simple instructions to follow. I really do appreciate you taking the time to leave a review. I really hope you enjoy my dialogue with Adam Jones. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Design Dialogues podcast. I am really looking forward to my dialogue today with Adam Jones from Quirk & Co. Hi, Adam. How are you? Hi,
0: Beth. Lovely to meet you. Thank uh, you for inviting
1: me. Uh, it's a pleasure. I'm, as I said, I'm really looking forward to it. So I love to um, start each of our dialogues with finding out what can you see out your window today?
0: um well this is going to be really boring (laughs) because I'm in a I'm in a little study nook I'm actually at home this morning because it's too noisy in the in the studio um and although I've got glass bricks that look out into a hallway so that it is I'm nicely lit but unfortunately (laughs) there's
1: nothing out of the window
0: and it's a beautiful sunny day outside I know that it is yes yeah (laughs) Uh, it's all in my head the the (laughs)
1: Very good. Very good. So just before we started hitting, um, we hit record, I was saying how people say to me, you are crazy for starting a software company. But I think starting a wallpaper company is up there in the levels of crazy. So I would love to know, how did it come about that you started a wallpaper business? And for those who don't know, can you tell us a little bit about what Quercus & Co is and kind of the evolution of the brand, because I know that you celebrated 10 years last year, which is such an achievement in business. So congratulations on that.
0: Thank you. Yes. Um, so at Quercus & Co, we design and print wallpaper and both fabric uh, for interiors. Um, uh, we print all of our own designs in-house um, and we sell them Uh, to the trade through showrooms uh, in Australia and uh, uh, in the US, mostly most of our um, sales are to the US market, which is incredible. Um, We also um, print wallpaper and fabric for other pattern designers, uh, Australian pattern designers too, uh, who uh, sell through the same channels. Um, We're all um, like boutique uh micro batch is the kind of terminology yeah. um uh companies in it. and um i guess in the same way that this has grown in in um regards to sort of breweries and, and, and <laughs> all of these odd little quirky uh small businesses you know up along side this uh pattern designers joined yeah. in joined the gang um but um uh, how Quirkus and Co started, well, it was actually a really long time coming. <laughs> I I mean I did grow, I grew up in the 70s, so I was surrounded by you know pattern, everything yeah. everything in a house, like most people. It was like the ceiling, the curtains, the floor, the carpet, the dad had um um wood grained all of the timber, yeah. and you know, it it was it, it, it so I was surrounded by pattern and I kind of have really strong memories. Uh, um Uh, uh, of that heyday, I guess, in terms of the pattern uh, for interiors, Um, um, going to art school, all of those things. I was always very uh, focused on being some kind of artist or creative. Uh, But I found myself um, at one point back in London, I'd been traveling and um, needed a job. A friend said, come and work in this paint and decorating shop, which I reluctantly Uh, you know did uh but found that I really loved it I loved mixing all of the paint colors yeah it would have been in the late 80s I guess and I loved um you know speaking to the customers many of them were it was in Clapham so many of them were interior designers and decorators and um but I particularly loved the wallpaper books on the back shelf which very (laughs) many people were kind of um paid much attention to but I was yeah. kind of thinking who does this I was thinking how who 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 does you know yeah how do you do this yeah <laughs> so the seed had been sown um at that sort of early point um I was back in Australia I've done various jobs i worked for Portis Paints for quite some time yeah and uh the owner Peter Lewis asked me to uh design their first range of wallpaper which wow. um um I did, and it's still available now. Actually, you yeah, can, I, think I reckon. You
1: can buy- I, I reckon I've specified some of those. But, um, well, the with
0: the, there's like a dandelion, there's a beetle, there's a Banksia. Yeah. they sort of large scale, kind of engraved. They're style. so
1: iconic. Those and, prints
0: um, still still available. So um, that was r- r- lots of fun. He knew I had an interest in wallpaper, but um, and I did, in fact, write a business plan to start a wallpaper business, uh, but. It just seemed insurmountable. I thought well, I would be having to do screen printing or block printing. Yeah. I was trying out all these things and I thought, how am I going to do this? Um, another, uh, at a later date, the, uh, I, I was, he asked me again to design um, Another range uh, based on seaweed patterns, yeah. and I kept drawing them. And he would come to me and say, "No, they're not quite right." And he was, you know, he was right; they weren't quite right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it was challenging for me to hear. Yeah. Um, um, A true um, creative. But, but he was pointing at um, like illustrations that were done in watercolor, and and I was saying, Will "You, with your kind of equipment, which is this beautiful old-fashioned kind of printing press, you can't you can't print like that. It would have to mm-hmm. be done." In, um, digitally yeah and digital at that point was sort of a dirty word really I mean it was mm. even before digital photography um um but something it was sewn in my head and my partner said why don't you look into that why don't you yeah. think about doing digital printing so off I go to sort of trade shows and you know overwhelmed by the technology and Basically, bought a printer and and started, sort of jumped off the cliff and thought, okay, let's let's do it. Yeah, so that's the way in,
1: all good businesses start.
0: I know, and, and <laughs> I, 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 to be honest, I would not go back to that time if you
1: paid me
0: because it was, it, it, you know, it's 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 such a sort of challenge to sort of, oh. um, you know, to I had, you know, I had a printer, I had paper, yeah. I, I didn't have clients, I didn't have designs. Yeah. So I actually um, to force myself down. The road, <laughs> I booked in. Um, I booked uh, a stand at DesignEx, which is the big trade yes. show at that time. Yeah. And uh, I had like six months or a few months anyway. I thought, well, that's plenty of time. Oh my god, it, the pressure was on. Everything went wrong that yeah. you could possibly imagine. Uh, like about a week before the show. Um, I left a metal ruler in the printer, which smashed the print head. So that that, um, $6,000 sort of repair, but the paper that um, I was releasing um, the collection on, had been discontinued when I went to get Um. more of it. So I had to print it on this horrible, shiny kind of stock and display that knowing like, just uh, like, um is feeling that... so bad that I was ha- when I when you know something is when you start out you know what it could be it could be yeah and you can't do it yeah and it's like you just have to hope people have got short memories. yes <laughs> and, and keep moving forward because uh that if anything that's certainly a lesson is that you just can't look back you've got to just keep, keep, going. You know keep it going you know it you know yeah you know it's not good enough but what can you do
1: Yeah. So there's two things that I'd love to come back to from that. So the first is the paper. So you because I think sometimes when people think of digital printing, at least in the early days, as you said, it was shiny. It was like almost like plastic, like it was not good. Yeah. But you were really um, looking for almost like a very traditional style paper so that you could get that feeling of beautiful um, kind of traditional wallpaper yeah. but using this new technology
0: yes yes so i uh, uh yeah very much so and it was quite um uh hard to sort of track down that kind of paper certainly and now there are plenty of options but mm. um i uh, actually put a, a notice on linkedin funny enough yeah. and got a response from um looking for paper you know yeah. got a response <laughs> from um a kind of a, a u.s company and um so that uh, uh, the, the, we're launching a new paper at that time. So that, yeah. in fact, has been the paper um, right up until today, or yeah. to, to, to now. But we're about to change over to a Ooh. new one, um, <laughs> which um, uh, is 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 just as beautiful, or more beautiful in some ways. Yeah. It um, throughout the you know COVID c- price increases, you know. Yeah. It, it's it's been challenging, and 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 that company has sold a few times, so we've yeah. had lots of issues. So there's all there's there's always something going on, isn't there? Always but, something. Where um, but the paper is really important.
1: Yeah. Essentially,
0: d- digital printing is ink on paper, so it, it's literally the same as any other printing process. Essentially, um, it's about a technique that you have ha- how you work with that to kind of create your um you know, your artwork in many ways.
1: Yeah. 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 That's really beautiful. It shows that it's, you're a real, it's an artist, like it's not just any roll of wallpaper. Like there's a real kind of thought going into it. Yes. The other thing that I would love to kind of come back to and get your thoughts on. um, So you obviously have an English background. And I was recently talking to a designer who um, she spent Five or so years working in england and she loves color and how much over in europe and the uk things like wallpaper and pattern and color and fabric is it's it, it's just used in such a different way to how we do it here mm-hmm. um partly you know we were saying how there's a So many, especially in somewhere like London, where there's, you know, you've got lots of little row houses and you can't really change much of the exterior and you can't really change Mm. much of the layout due to heritage restrictions and all this kind of stuff. So people really kind of express their, but they make them their own through wallpaper and fabric. Mm -hmm. Here in Australia, we, I think we're getting a lot better at using wallpaper, but um, it's very different. Like people... we still don't really embrace color that much um there is some amazing designers that do it so well but i would say they're kind of the outliers rather than the Mm -hmm. norm how do you feel as an australian kind of demographic like it's interesting you said that a lot of your sales are into the u.s which i think are quite similar i would say they're similar more similar to the uk market than ours yeah um how do you find that we embrace wallpaper has that really affected the designs you've put together
0: um it's uh, so i've been here since the early 90s so many many years and um so i sort of do consider myself sort of australian <laughs> uh, uh, and, and have a sort of um you know i feel like i have a, a, a kind of english but slash australian yeah aesthetic um and um um in some ways, that was part of the challenge. Is you know, in, in the early days, knowing that I loved wallpaper, but thinking, How does it fit in here? Who's gonna buy it? Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. Know? Um, um, and, uh, you know, um, and you know, I've had to sort of in some ways put that aside, but um, uh, and just focus on what I like and what I love. Mm-hmm. Um, I particularly, uh, I, I guess, with in the early days, or so uh, when wallpaper was started to come back into fashion it was much more about a statement, big bold kind of graphics in the early 2000s. And it was, um, I guess, a bit uh, like a feature, so much more of a feature. Um, uh, And now we've kind of moved on past that and small scale patterns are um, being used so much more. And it's much more about a textural kind of layering, Um, to a room and and for me wallpaper kind of wraps around your sort of furniture your artwork your doors and windows and it sort of it it sort of creates so much mood and feeling yeah and um you can you work with really soft subtle patterns and colors and um it, it it it's it just softens spaces yeah um and um um I I love seeing how that sort of fashion with wallpaper is, is is now coming much more into its own. So yeah, it just becomes another textural kind of element in in, in amongst many other things, as opposed to being a huge feature, which can look fabulous in the yes. right place. Um, yes. absolutely. Um, um, but wallpaper it looks wonderful in like small. Bathrooms, powder rooms, hallways, you know, where you catch kind of your eye. Mm. It doesn't have to be in the whole living room. It could look great on ceilings if it were to suit that sort of space. um, And um, um, it's,
1: yeah, it's... it is i mean it's such a beautiful element like i loved how you described it how it kind of wraps up the room like it really does like it's it's is it's it's that extra level and layer in a beautiful kind of finished interior um and i know i know with my own clients like when i bring in wallpaper it really does just elevate the space and it doesn't as you said like it doesn't necessarily have to be a pattern it can be a texture or something Mm -hmm. like that like it's really beautiful um and i know some of my clients are like love it some of them are like like wallpaper like that's what my grandma had in the 70s like mm-hmm. yeah. um and you know I think they've got flashbacks of like yes. lime green and orange yeah. um but yeah it is it's such a beautiful um element to have in an interior yes. um and I do think I think like the Australian um community that like we are getting better at seeing it and it being used and it's not that Oh my goodness, like just a feature wall. Yes, um, you know, it's kind yes. of like we moved on from feature paint finishes to feature yes. wallpaper. Like yes, I think we've yes. we've That's we've matured a little bit in that, yes. which is good. Um, I mean, we all love a powder a wallpapered powder room these days, so Yes,
0: yes, I know. <laughs> and and I think um in choosing the right pattern, I mean, you can go for something kind of very simple of course that does mm. bring in a textural element, but it's also an opportunity to um, express yourself, or, or or the client, of course. And I think it's like art. You know, if you if you fall in love with something, you really have to love it, and yeah. it grows with you. I know if any 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 if you or any of your listeners buy small pieces of art, or you bought them many years ago, you cherish them. Those are the things you carry around with you, and you put them Yay. up in a new spot, and exactly. you kind of like you. You know, we all love our artwork, and I think we have to see wallpaper in the same way as that. Yeah, uh, when it's. Be- going to be more of a feature pattern you know it can can be so playful and you can have lots of um, fun and kind of um, and character yeah uh, with it and there there are so many I mean there's so many fantastic Australian designers I'd Mm. love to see more sort of more of them known in in many ways because I you know who know who they are Um, and uh, because and, and it's interesting that the US, um, they love Australian design. Mm. Love that, that, so many of us are represented by the US showrooms and we all do really well. And they look to Australia with yeah. kind of um, you know, great respect in terms of sort of, our, yeah. uh, in terms of pattern design in this instance. Um, whereas the UK doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> so even though I'm English, uh, they're very focused on their own British made. Yes. of course they've got a huge history and they've got amazing designers there doing their own thing but they don't necessarily regard Australia as being kind of um <laughs> uh the place to go to for for wallpaper <laughs> oh,
1: that's their loss they lost.
0: <laughs> you know, um
1: so. now I would love to hear about like how how do you start the process of bringing together a new collection like how do you like I suppose where do you get the inspiration from and then does it go through I imagine it goes through a whole lot of technical processes to work out is this actually going to be feasible um and like how long does that take like how how do you bring a collection together
0: um um well I've got heaps of ideas I'm never short of ideas (laughs) I can kind of uh, my, my bad problem is in, is editing them in, in many ways, and, <laughs> yeah. uh, and knowing which one to sort of explore, yeah. and which one is going to work, which what the, what's the mood or the feeling, what okay where to go with certain designs. But there are probably three different um, uh, methods, I guess, and it, in which I kind of develop designs. Uh, I'm very much into mark making. I love ink and paper. And I love how sort of paint sits on the surface of paper or soaks in and the blots. And if anyone is familiar with uh, our designs, you'll see that I sort of like to sort of play around with those um, washy or textural elements. Um, And and, um, so one method would be experimenting with mark making and and blobs and, you know, dashes and all all of those things. And from that, I would then um, create patterns um, from them, mm. um, another is that I uh, would would sketch out kind of motifs. I, I, I like individual sort of sketches I've done of um, like Botany Bay, um, um, or even just you know, illustrative looking designs. And I, I'll perhaps do lots and lots of those, and then I will piece those together into a pattern yeah. like later, and and see how they fall into sort of a, a nice repeat. Um, another, uh, method would be, I will have a, probably wake up in the middle of the night with an actual design in my head, a very much a preconceived sort of, that's how I want it to look. Yeah. And I will then perhaps mock up and kind of collage or grab things and create the design, how I imagine it, uh, before starting to paint it. So then I would like, everything's hand painted, but uh, then I would have an idea of how the repeat is going to work before I even pick up a brush um so that that all of these in some ways works together as well i mean there's a a whole mixture but um many designs don't i don't cut it you know i can finish (laughs) i can finish the pattern exactly how i perhaps would have liked or uh, uh, envisioned it and Mm. um it just doesn't work
1: (laughs) you know it's so
0: it's a very very long process to be honest and yeah um um uh yeah it's...
1: and at what point do you start to go this is a really beautiful pattern and it's a really it's a beautiful wallpaper but commercially it's not going to work like does that come into it at some point you have
0: to kind of like, the thing is you you, you you really have to take something to almost a finished point yeah. which which is why it's so time consuming to sort of then print it up large and look at it and you think yeah it's okay you know it's like it's, it's it's fun or it's dramatic or yeah it's not gonna I don't you know it that this yeah. is where um you know the edit comes in in some ways yeah. it's a kind of uh that I I get carried away <laughs> and can do something I love but yeah. it doesn't always you know you've got to pull back doesn't and think, translate. is it gonna fit uh, yeah. or, or is it the right time I mean there are designs that I could perhaps bring out at a later date you know yeah if, um uh, or or I revisit and um, um, but um, uh, and then with in terms of a collection, once I pull perhaps a couple of things together, then I start to see other patterns that could accompany them, and you can sort of put together a few things that um, and you play with the color, and then you were also working on a story because I really like collections yeah. to have some kind of a story. Um, yeah. um it um, uh, it, it, and, and a feeling you know that that's because it, it, I think designs have to have a feeling you know, yeah feel good
1: and so does that the story come first or is it that you have kind of constantly working on these patterns and then over time you see it's a bit, okay, of, both, it, bit be, of both bit yeah. of both yeah 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 wow.
0: um with the sukechi collection sukechi is a japanese word for sketch um that uh, I made that collection in, um, around the time of the whole Brexit and the Trump and the, all of this kind of like world stuff that at the time seemed quite dramatic. This was all, of course, pre-COVID. But I was thinking... <laughs> little did gonna, we know. Who, 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 you know, it seemed kind of like odd doing patterns uh, when there was like a little bit of turmoil in the world. I was kind of... I am kind of conscious of those things but I kind of embraced that. So that's where the patterns like Tempest because it felt like something ooh, yeah. something whirly yeah. water would be a nice feeling because it's somehow it, it kind yeah. of, um, uh, but also I had Halcyon, which is little dainty clouds floating in the yeah. sky. Starlit, which is the cranes flying across a starlit night, which is very hopeful and kind of. Yeah. Uh, so I was very much working on feelings for that collection. We've got Cloudburst, which is kind of like a depiction of rain you know, d- d- drenching a sort of your, yep. your, you know, your windows and just running down, and so that, so I was. Those patterns are kind of expressive in in many yep. ways, and and that, yeah. they did come around. Uh, the 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 mood of them was first.
1: Yeah! Wow! Wow! Yeah. Such a beautiful, and I think as designers, like I love hearing those stories because I think then to take that into your interiors and kind of like I think it just it just gives the story so much more kind of thing like to know you know the background of you know it's not just a mark on a piece of paper or if there's a real kind of story behind it I think that's so beautiful um and then tell me a little bit about like cuz you print all your paper here in Sydney don't you yeah yep. yes. yep. um and your fabric is that right yes yeah. Right. yeah so um how does like how does that work like in this um, world of mass everything how do you create these beautiful little as you said micro um batches of yep. wallpaper
0: um uh, well i like control so i like to be pre- i like to pr- see the whole production through right to the end because yeah. I like to sort of, uh, you know, play with how it's going to end up looking. And mm. So I I, I, um, I would struggle a little bit if I was sending them off to be printed by someone else. Yeah. Um, uh, we were having our fabric printed by uh, another company for quite a few years. Uh, I didn't start the business with fabric in mind. That sort mm. of came later because it was a, obviously a kind of um, a perfect companion. Um, yeah. Um, and um, but again through the whole COVID thing we thought oh let's just do this in-house kind of let's take yeah. more control over it we'll have on, on supply issues and all of those things so we print the fabric onto um, a Belgian linen we buy it directly from the mill in Belgium Yeah. And um, and you know that was a big learning curve but <laughs> it's essentially again it's just it is just sort of printing yeah. and, you know, once you, if you get all of the, the, the specs right, you get the fixation and, you know, the kind of, all, all of the, the details that the, the designers need mm. in place, then, um, um, and we take orders from like one yard or one meter right up to sort of, you know, hundreds, and, hundreds of meters. Um yeah, wow. and um yeah it's amazing. So it 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 sort of works smoothly in the most part.
1: <laughs> I think that's amazing. I, I imagine, you know your wallpaper getting printed in the you know it's st peter's isn't it where your factory is? uh actually
0: no it's we're in banks meadow oh we, banks were, we were in st peter's yeah but
1: your, you know that wallpaper being printed here in banks meadow and going you know to the states and yes. getting hung on the walls in new york yes. and america i just think that's amazing um, i think yeah. you must be you must be really chuffed like from start, oh it's like,
0: incredible yeah
1: yeah it's really very cool
0: to, to see um, where it ends up absolutely is kind of like thrilling really and and to see it be used in some really stunning homes it's so we I love making tools so it's like I'm not an interior designer but it's I love providing uh someone else with the tools that I call them to do their magic with yeah you know and and so I love seeing how they take it and 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 turn it into something special oh it's
1: really lovely it's really lovely um and so Talk to me a little bit about you've got a new collaboration coming out with Kate Nixon, talking okay. about interior designers and yeah. giving us tools. Um, Kate is creating some beautiful, oh my gosh, such stunning spaces. How did that, how has it been working with Kate bringing that collection to life?
0: Yeah, so um late last year, we uh, held a few uh, showroom walkthroughs, I guess, or we we opened the doors to our showroom, we invited. Um, Uh, stylists and uh, uh, art editors, magazines, et cetera, to come and look at what we do Mm. uh, and and see the sort of all all of the processes. Kate um, attended one of the events, and that's how we met. And um, she was, I think, very excited to see the process of how we take, you know, hand-drawn uh, hand drawings right through to sort of finished products um, yeah. and, and also selling them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, and, you know, we we started, you know, chatting about it, a collaboration. Um, uh, I, I mean, Kate is such a beautiful person. Anyone who knows her sort of, you know, she sort of emanates kind of like calm and, and, and kind of elegance and yeah. uh, exactly like her interiors. And so it was, it, you know, that was a big part of the, you know, the draw card for me yeah. um, is that she's such a sort of gorgeous woman um, and her design is so amazing. So um, it's, but it's as a collaboration, it's, 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 I've never done it before. And yeah.
1: It's challenging. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> suppose, it's absolutely. Yeah,
0: Because you
1: know, it sounds so different in a way from what your normal process is, like that we were just talking yes. about, which seems yeah. very, very organic and free-flowing and you know what comes and it's a real journey to bring those collections together where you know working with Kate has obviously been a little bit more structured and a bit more kind of like um I suppose Kate's vision has very much been coming to life.
0: Yes yes so um Kate engaged us to design the patterns for her yeah um uh, uh she she directed uh exactly what she, she, you know, how she wanted them to look. She gave us a sort of reference material and we, you know, that was a quite a close kind of yeah. uh, engagement uh, and it's, and definitely something I've never done before. Yeah, um, It did push, you know,
1: yeah.
0: The, yeah. Uh, but it pushed me to do better yeah. work. It's absolutely because, you know, um, how do I do that? You know, how do I kind of, um, uh, you know,
1: yeah and I'm i sorry, think that's, uh, i think that's what all good collaborations do like collaborations well i think the ones that work well are the ones where like it's the meeting of minds and the meeting of skills and but generally there's you know you're pushing because like you don't, one person might not have the technical skills and they're like yep. but can't we do this and the technical yep. person's like oh that's really like that's yes. gonna really push us but yes. then you're yeah. like yeah. let's just yeah. give it a go yeah. so I yeah. think I think all good collaborations the outcome is that both people have one a greater understanding of how the yeah. other person does what they do but also usually you learn so much you go oh actually we can push the the process this far and all this kind of stuff so yes
0: yes yeah for sure so yeah. so it's taught me a few things and i think we're both really happy with the, oh. with the finished results we, we love them and it's it's we've just finished uh, a photo shoot over the last uh, last week together yeah. and um it's fascinating for me to see uh Uh, how she knows as much about the designs as I do and she loves them as much as I do and she and she has this ownership over them um in a kind of um uh you know in the same way I do it's I I love that I love that feeling I love the the excitement sharing that excitement and and the journey It, It. uh
1: uh, yeah so I suppose having that shared as well love and joy and it's you know I think quite often um as a creative you can it can feel a bit lonely like in that process of like building Mm. a an interiors or a a collection Mm. to have someone to share that kind of with um is really lovely
0: yes yeah yeah it's kind of an unexpected sort of pleasure actually
1: yeah Um, oh awesome awesome and um is that collection wallpaper and fabric? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Awesome.
0: So, uh, twenty-eight wallpapers and twenty-eight fabrics. So it's quite a, you know, a chunky collection. Seven, <laughs> seven different designs. Yeah. Um, and they look uh, beautifully. They work beautifully together.
1: Um,
0: yeah. um and um, yeah, I really, I really can't wait to see how people respond to them.
1: Oh, awesome. Awesome. Well, we will um, definitely put them on our Instagram so all of our listeners can see them as well. Um, So I'd love to now pick your brains a little bit in terms of the technical side of wallpaper. So um, as a designer, what are some of the things people should consider when they're looking at wallpaper for their projects? Because um, I know sometimes a wallpaper can be beautiful, but it might not be right in terms of like the technical nature of it. What are some of the things that you think designers should think about when they're specifying a wallpaper? Other than okay. how pretty it is. <laughs>
0: yes. Um. Well, clearly, if they're using it in a, a bathroom or or, uh, you know, like commercial project, it would need to sort of fit those specs. Um, yeah. mo- most wallpapers do, in fact. and. Um, uh, but, but I guess technically there isn't a great deal to consider. Yeah. Um, it's, it is, it is, it does all come down to color and pattern. Um, mm. there are many different types of sort of paper and types of designers who use different papers or, or, or grass cloth or kind of textures, that kind of thing. Um, um, but, um, you, you know, it, Obviously, that the walls or the condition of the walls would play a part in that. So, if mm-hmm. you had a sort of rough wall or an old house or a wonky place, you know, they're, they're, those things um, would need to be checked out by the installer yeah. um, to sort of uh, propose either lining the walls or, um, you know, creating another finish for the wallpaper yeah. to go onto. But um, modern wallpapers now are very easy to remove. Um, yeah. it basically they it's called non-woven so it, they, they're kind of rip resistant I guess and you can pull them all off quite easily so it's not you know you're not really engaged in all of that how yeah. to remove it um, yeah. if, if you change your mind um, yeah so
1: that- I suppose one of the things that I've learned from using wallpaper in my projects is actually the relationship you have with the installer because not all installers are made equal. <laughs> no, that, that would be true. Yes. Um, um, and so I think, I suppose, more so than even the paper that you choose, making sure you choose an installer that knows what they're doing.
0: Yes. So so our paper is untrimmed. In yep. other words, it's called double cut installation. So it's got the white sort of edges. Uh, you receive it with the white edges. Uh, that's a really simple um, uh, um technique for a good installer to do they they often you know prefer it or they they really mm-hmm. like it because they can get a perfect sort of join yeah. but um an inexperienced painter or, or when I say painter an the experienced decorator sometimes they're a painter who says yes I can do that for yeah. you <laughs> uh, I would sort of be quite wary about that yeah. and if anyone sort of brings that up like any installer brings that up saying oh I'm not sure about this um, then, um, you know, tread carefully because it, it is their responsibility. If they don't, if they mess it up, it, it's it's like their fault, really. So yeah. um, try and find a good installer. And good installers, you know, don't have any problem with that technique. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And, well, and, it, say-
0: and you know, and, and wallpaper isn't, isn't cheap, uh, yeah. you know, on the most part. So, you know, pay for a good installer. To yes. get the best results yeah. definitely definitely and
1: i um yeah i can definitely vouch for the fact that uh, a good installer makes the whole thing a lot easier yeah yes for sure <laughs> um so i'd love to know what are you looking forward to in your business in the next 12 months you've obviously got all of this um exciting stuff with kate coming up but yes. what else are you looking forward to um
0: uh so that yeah that's certainly top of the list and um I've also been prepping for a kind of a, a youtube video series wow. where um i will personally be um you know giving sort of backstories to the business uh talking about color and design how how patterns are made you know a whole kind of a, a array of different sort of insider um uh, videos which uh, awesome. we're, we're planning um and i've um i've I've already done a had a voice voice coaching lesson, which isn't <laughs> uh, clearly having any effect right now. But uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it all pans out. Um, um, That's and, really and- lovely.
1: I think um, I love seeing how things are done. Like the backstory. Like I could listen to you talk about the process for days. I mm-hmm. think it really helps designers love the product that then helps their clients love the product nice. like I just think I think the the relationship between a designer and a maker mm-hmm. um I think is is such an important one and I think when you know the inspiration or the process like it just it really just mm. it makes the whole thing so much a nicer experience for. Everybody. yes
0: and, it, and it's something that I like to sh- share you know I I I uh, I have no problem sharing anything that I do. I don't. I don't see these things as sort of confidential because if anyone is willing to have a go, then please have a go. You know, yeah. Uh, and mm. and um, and and do what you do with it because it's um, it, it's kind of a pleasure, sort of uh, sharing my knowledge or experience if, if it can help someone else do do it their own way.
1: Oh, awesome. Well, I will definitely be looking out for that YouTube series. And how can our community reach out to you?
0: Uh, So in Australia, we sell through uh, Elliot Clark. Mm -hmm. They have uh, showrooms in all of the major cities. Mm -hmm. Of course, they can come direct to us, but all of the sales and orders go through Elliot Clark. Um, And, um, uh, yeah, in in the US, there are various showrooms uh, that are all on our website um, in New York, Austin, L.A.,
1: Awesome, awesome. And we will link to all of that in our show notes. Adam, thank you so much for joining me today. It has been an absolute pleasure.
0: Thank you, it's my pleasure too.
1: I hope you enjoyed this dialogue with Adam. I learned so much, so I hope you did as well. One of the things that I loved hearing about was how working with Kate for their collaboration made Adam work a bit differently and kind of that combination of the creative, uh, two kind of creative minds coming together to really kind of push the boundaries of what was possible. And I loved hearing about how that was a really positive process for Adam and not something that was a negative. I love this because I think it is such a great thing to keep in mind when you are working with other people in our industry, whether it be a builder or another supplier. Sometimes just because we are used to doing something a certain way doesn't necessarily mean that there isn't another way to do it or a better way to do it or, yeah, just ways to kind of, you know, stretch the boundaries a little bit. So often these partnerships are when the real magic happens. I hope you enjoyed this dialogue with Adam. I will see you next week for our next Design Dialogue. It is usually around this time of the year that we all start to think about what we are doing in our businesses and maybe some things we might like to do a little differently. I am sure a lot of you who are listening are currently trying to wrap up projects before the end of the year and so thinking about a new software platform is at the bottom of the to-do list. However, if you can spare a few minutes, the team and I would love to show you how more time to design can transform your business and mean that 2024 is your best year in business, both from a project perspective, but most importantly, financially. For everyone who books in a demonstration before the end of 2023, We will extend the free trial period so that even if you are madly wrapping up projects, you will still have plenty of time to become familiar with more time to design and be ready to start 2024 with a bang. I will pop the link to book in a demonstration in the show notes. Thank you for listening to this design dialogue. I hope you have found it full of inspiration and helpful information to take into your design studio. If you like the podcast and want to hear more, consider sharing it or writing a review as it helps us reach more people and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to unlock the power of effortless studio management and elevate your design business to new heights, please follow the links in our show notes to see how more time to design can help you build a better business. Have a great week and I will see you for our next Design Dialogue.